Welcome to Reactive. Uh, I'm Khalil, and I'm here with uh, Raquel Velez. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. We we are missing a Henning today. That's right. Yeah, it's not baby news, though. There's no. I mean, we're we're counting down to baby, but there's no baby yet. <sighs> exactly. It's uh, yeah. stuff. Apparently, is what he yes. said. Yes. Yeah. Stuff. Stuff. Who knows what kind of stuff it is? Oh, I mean, with you know, like a baby on the way, there can be uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. I believe that happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, could be could be espionage, uh, or, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe not. Uh, oh yeah, maybe he is a spy. And he, Maybe like, he's a spy and needs yeah. to, you know, finish up his life. I mean, wouldn't that explain so much? It would it, explain so much. It would explain everything, actually. It would explain everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be cool, <laughs> that's for sure. Doing <laughs> spy stuff. Yeah, and you are, uh, you're uh, like calling in from a spaceship, apparently. You hear a lot of humming <laughs> in the background. Yes, yes, lots of... Is it the okay. NPM uh, one, F- NPM Force one, or something, or what is? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Space. We just we just launched a, a new product. Cool. Space. Um, okay, the space thing isn't totally real, but we did just launch a new product. Um, we have a whole new line of products for enterprise and non-enterprise alike. Um, we've been referring to it as orgs, but it's really uh, private packages for organizations and it has everything that people have been asking for in terms of having teams and uh, and all that stuff. And it is probably a little buggy, so test it, try it, and then let me know if you find any bugs so we can fix them. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. So, so uh, was it a lot of work now the last days or the last week to get that done oh yeah definitely i mean the thing is I, so I've, I've been kind of like subtweeting uh about how if there are like if naming and caching are the hardest problems in computer science i think planning a project is the hardest problem in shipping code mm-hmm. um because there's just no way to figure to know how much time something's going to take you know like Like there's so many factors involved in trying to figure out uh, when am I going to ship this code because you're working on a on a feature right and then there's a bug there's a bug somewhere and it doesn't matter how many tools you have or whatever I mean like linters will help you catch missing uh, variable names or uh, you know misspelled things Um, but when your logic is isn't quite right and you've been staring at the code for you know, months, there's no way that you're going to be able to really easily catch that with like a linter. A linter doesn't care about logic. It just cares about whether or not the code looks right. And um, so like you could be sitting there being like, this was working two days ago. Why isn't it working right now? And you could go down a rabbit hole only to find that, you know, you're accidentally iterating over the wrong variable or something, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, who knows how much time that's going to take. So uh, the last couple of days, I think prior to any major launch, it's always going to be kind of hard uh, because there's more work to be done than you have time left to do. And the question always comes down to, do you put in more time, i.e. don't get any sleep, or do you cut out the things that need to get done? 
Um, and at NPM, we, we chose to do the latter. So not everything okay. that we want is in, is in the product right now, mm-hmm. but we will iterate towards that. It's more important that we get, you know, solid amounts of sleep than trying to ship the perfect thing. Yeah. So did so. you, so, so did everybody kind of, uh, work normal hours or did you have, did you have some overtime, uh, you know, like, like a few days before launch or something? Nope. Everybody worked normal hours. It was, it was actually pretty great. Like we, we quietly launched it yesterday afternoon around like four thirty, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then we put the press out this morning and that was it. Like nobody, like I, I left at 6 PM yesterday and which mm-hmm. normally I leave around five thirty. Okay. So I stayed an extra half hour than I usually do. <laughs> Which I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Pretty um, sweet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. The one thing I, I did do that was a little bit abnormal for me personally is on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Wait, what's today? Today's uh, Thursday. Thursday. Tuesday. Okay, so on Tuesday, I went to the library and I completely shut off every single distraction, and I like ten x coded like shipped the you know most awesome features or whatever like it was i was i was on it <laughs> like i was so productive cool because i was i like didn't have any distractions at all so it was just so much coding the only downside to that is i took like three breaks over eight hours which is not good mm-hmm. that is not the way to do things um <laughs> so you know i was like i need to get this done i need to get this out uh, the sad thing is, it's so like for me, it's like, oh my God, I put in this extra effort, not necessarily extra time, but at least extra effort. And I think, um, I think other people are like, whatever, that's like my every day. And it's like, well, that's actually not sustainable. <laughs> and when I came in the office on Wednesday, they were like, oh my God, Raquel, you were so productive. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that is not magic that I can pull out every single day. That's yeah. going to happen once a launch um because it was just so much effort it was it was like my 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 hands were tired by the end of the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but yeah yeah cool so was that so how did you so how, how did you build that uh that whole org stuff was it all kind of is it like in what are you using, Happy or Express for the site? Uh, yeah, we're using Happy for the site. Okay. Um, and so it was a really huge effort across multiple teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, so like there were the, the there's the CLI team, which is the command line client. Uh, they put in their work obviously, so that you can you can create teams and add and remove users and packages via the CLI. Ah, so they mm-hmm. put in effort. Um, the web team, of course, did a massive amount of effort. Um, I'm so, so happy that we have like a great designer on our team and so many incredible coders on our team because yeah. um, we just you know churned that thing out. And our designer also does CSS and HTML. So like yesterday, he was like adding patches and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely forgot you can CSS. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, uh, and then, of course, we also have our registry team member uh, on the project who 
like he's been the only person working on it for months and it's I feel so bad because like we have four people uh well five people now on the web team and it's just him on the on the registry team uh for this particular project like there's there are more people on the registry team but he was the only one uh who was working on it full time and so he was just like uh okay I'm doing this I'm doing that and everything and so he's he's making everything work um we have on our back end our stack is so we have CouchDB, but mm-hmm. we've we don't. It's not as great as some other databases, especially because a lot of our data is really relational. Um, CouchDB is a non-relational database, and uh, that's great for document stores. And when npm was, uh, you know, a tiny, tiny little side project, uh, but now these days we have a lot of. Uh, uh, like a lot of relative data. And so um, we have a new registry that sits, well, it's not even a new registry. We have what we call the registry relational, which sits in front of CouchDB. So CouchDB is really good at replicating. Um, That is is one of CouchDB's like greatest things ever. Mm -hmm. So we use Couch to replicate our data over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But then we have registry relational, which is a Postgres database that basically takes what's going on and like every time something changes in CouchDB, it gets immediately put into registry relational. And then that way we have a Postgres database for really fast queries mm-hmm. about like what's what's related to what and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another thing called the user ACL, which talks to the registry relational to kind of, uh, it's, it's the access control layer that really allows us to say, okay, so this user wants this information, um, which especially when it comes to private packages, certain users have access to certain data, but other users do not have access to that data, right? So like mm-hmm. if it's a private package, not everybody should be able to see it. So the user ACL is really kind of that that uh, guard, the, like the guards person in front of the gate saying, yes, you may enter, no, you may not enter, or mm-hmm. here, you can have some data, but not all the data. Um, so the website talks to user ACL, and uh, that's what Chris has been working on on the user ACL, and so it's it's just been like this huge product pro- project amongst uh, all four of these teams, and then of course there's support and marketing, uh, really all trying to make sure that the communication lines are open so that they can tell the users what's happening and uh, get people really excited about it and help answer questions when they come up because it's not a, it's not a question of if they come up, it's when they come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so making sure everybody's on the same page was a feat in itself. And um, we're all mm. still figuring things out as it goes along. Yeah. But yeah. It was, were, were you uh, managing like the whole project and all the teams overall overseeing everything or were you working no i was i was only project managing for the web team because there was so much going on on the website side of things because the so the cli has had the ability to do orgs for months now like they finished their side of things like two months ago Mm -hmm. um which is why the user ACL could be managed by one person because most of the work had already been done. But on the website, there were so many new pages and screens and uh, ways of accessing the data and permissions and things like that, that it was a huge amount of work because we didn't have any designs for those pages. We didn't know how the logic was going to go through. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what the endpoints were. So uh, there was just way more work when we started uh, 
for our team than there were for the other teams. Um, there was way more work before we started for the when the other team started, of course, but they they had their own way of doing things, and that was fine. Um, so, yeah, I was project managing our the web team mm-hmm. and also being a dev on the team. And right. hilariously, here's the other extra fun piece of information. Uh, out of the five people on the web team, two of them are on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And uh, one is the designer, and then the other one just started and doesn't really know the code base yet. So yesterday, we're doing the last-minute bug fixes, and it's just me and Nick. Like He's taking on the CSS, and I'm taking on all the logic, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm the only dev and the project manager. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it was it was it was a feat. Um uh-huh. but but we had cookies and champagne uh when we launched. <laughs> so I got my cookie after all. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. So yeah, so that's it's been that was fun. Okay, cool. But, so let's yeah. talk, let's talk a little bit about uh, the features. And what's okay. going on when you uh, when you create an org? So first of all, uh, I looked at uh, like the org, just uh, like start page um, yep. where you can register for an organization. So is it is there like uh, so is it for open source projects? I guess it's no different. Like everybody, like you just pay for users. Is that correct? Right. Um, okay. Well, so yeah, so. There will be, we are hoping, I'm hoping I'm not saying anything wrong. So right now, orgs are paid. Right. Not every open source project makes money. So it's not reasonable to say, okay, you free open source project, pay us all the monies. Um, So Mm -hmm. we are hoping to open it up to open source projects for free. Mm -hmm. um, But we're not quite there yet. So. Right. This is this is our first pass. So right now, yes, you have to pay per user, um, which feels weird, right? Because um, people are like, uh, but on GitHub, I pay per repo, not per user. Mm-hmm. Um, but at npm, it, the Node ecosystem is all about many small modules, and we would hate for you to have to pay for every single little module that you write, because mm-hmm. that's just mean. Yeah. Um, and instead, it's a lot easier to just pay per person. Yeah. That said, that said, if it's it's each person has to be paid for, not necessarily that the org pays for each person. And what that means is, let's say you're a member of three different organizations, as long as one org is paying for you, you are officially a paid user. Therefore, no other org has to pay for you. So um, if you have your own private packages, if you if you're already a, a personal private packages user, mm-hmm. then any org can add you and not have to pay for you. Um, ah, okay. So, yeah. So each user needs to be paid for. So it's kind of the easier way to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Understand. So and and if if our scope packages somehow related to or- orgs now. Uh, yeah. So basically. You can have scoped packages that are scoped to the org, right? So if, like, we had a reactive org, then yeah. uh, we could create packages under the at reactive yeah. org name and not under our personal names. That said, if, uh, let's say, you, Khalil, have created 
uh, a package, a scoped package, or even a, a public package, it doesn't have to be scoped or not. But if you are a, an admin on the org, you can add uh, a team on the org as being a collaborator of your package, which then allows you to, to have, like if you have 10 people on your team and you want them all to have access to collaborate on a specific package that you own personally, mm-hmm. then you can do that. You can say, okay, add this package to this team, I want them to be able to collaborate on it. Mm-hmm. And then that way, if somebody leaves the team or comes back into the team or like you add new people to the team, you can just, you can toggle that in the team space as mm-hmm. opposed to having to do that individually on the package. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Makes things a bit easier. Yeah. So, so today, um, um, Henning wrote me on Slack and he said, um, oh, it looks like orgs are live. Um, let's, let's make, uh, Let's make an org for 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 our packages, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I went to see, and it was it was paid. So it's not as casual as it is with GitHub, where you know, like you can you can create an organization for for anything because it just for open source stuff, it doesn't cost anything, and it just like you just click okay, organization name it, and that you're done, right? So right. So, so that's why I was asking. Uh, because because it really because I'm so used to that and that's I think yeah. that's weird you know and I think that is going to be maybe uh, something that people uh, might be asking you about I don't know but oh yeah yeah because it's yeah, just, I was are- so used to it that that um I was like I was startled <laughs> yeah. when I looked no, no, at totally. the pictures. And- yeah. Totally. We and and we know that. We know that for sure. We yeah. know that that's that's a thing that people care about. And uh and that's why we're we're going to be like we're, this is not the end state. There right. will be iterations. Um I am absolutely confident that we're going to we're going to come up with a, a solution for free and open source users um because having an org is just so useful. Um mm. and you know, it's more important that our community is happy. Um, so I don't know what the solution is yet. Um, I know yeah. what we've talked about, but I can't share those things. Um, right. But certainly uh, hang tight. If it's not to your liking, let us know. Um, but know that we do care. We're not just ignoring you or anything like that. Um, and uh, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. But I. But it's also, of course, uh, true that you can have scoped uh, packages, and those scoped packages. So if you if you have an open source project and you you can somebody creates a user and creates scoped packages, then people can be added to as collaborators yeah. uh, to those to those packages, and mostly in free open source projects that are kind of casual. Maybe even like in our case, our little projects for our uh, podcast, um, you would just add people as collaborators, and just everybody can can push because it's not a big deal. And and right. I, so this is a good this is a good workaround, right? If uh, yeah. if if yeah, for now, totally. For, for, and is yeah. is is there the um, up is there the possibility to transfer um, like a scope or a name? to to an organization like yes yeah that's already possible yes that's totally possible so um like if if somebody creates the reactive pod user and then eventually decides they want to turn that into an org Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a really simple process so that that part is already in 
in baked in. Uh, There are some things that we still need to work on, like being able to transfer an organization to another user. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, you're the creator of the reactive pod uh, org and you want to hand it over to Henning to be the the super administrator. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have that functionality baked in just yet. It's on the list. It's like it's like number one on the list. (laughs) It's just. We had to launch. We had a launch, and and we had to launch with something, um, and so that was one of the features that got dropped mm-hmm. um, just before launch. So, uh, but it it is absolutely a thing, and we will add it as soon as we can. Cool. And what so. what kind of uh, user rights are they? Like user levels? Are there? There's teams. There's like a super. So you already said he has a super administrator, right. and right. Who, who has all the rights to everything, and then there's. Right. Collaborators and is there other levels as well as a besides teams right, so, and uh, admins? Right. So so okay. There's the uh, going from the top all the way down. Mm-hmm. There's the super admin and the super admin is the person who creates the org and also has their credit card information on file. So the super admin has all the rights, can do whatever they want, um, but most importantly. They're the ones who have to decide who gets to be added to the team and who gets removed from the team. Um, for, sorry, from the org, from the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because they have the because when you add per you pay per user. So if an uh, if you wanted to add a new user to the organization, then the credit card of the super admin is going to get billed. Therefore, only the super admin gets to make that decision. The next level down, the team admin. So as a super admin, you can create team admins or members and the team admin has all of the permissions except for adding and removing users because it's not their credit card that's being billed. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, but the team admin can create teams and they can add and remove users from the teams. So if you're a, if you're a member of the organization, the team admin can add you to a specific team. So let's say you're, you know, some mega company and you have like 50 teams, the team admin can move people around across teams, add people to multiple teams, whatever. They can also add packages. And that, that basically means what packages is this team going to be able to read or write to? Um, uh, so you can have read only and you can have write, read, write access. Mm-hmm. Then there's the member who can't actually do any of the assigning of people to teams or whatever, but they can read and write to packages as stated in the team. Um, and then the the last one is somebody who's not even affiliated with the org whatsoever. And the reason that we have to consider those people is because at least from a team, from a, an organization as, aspect, a person can see the organization page and can see all the public packages associated with that organization. Um, just to kind of, you know, visit whatever. But they can't they can't see what the teams are. They can't they don't know who's a member of the team or, or the organization or whatever. So um, those are the four levels. There will probably be more added eventually in over over time. Um, our uh, uh, Ashley AG dubs uh, wrote a bunch of really great docs on all of this, and that's accessible on docs.npmjs.com. So people who are interested in that can definitely take a look. Um, and so, and, and we explain all of those things, like what are the different types of roles, what can you do, how do you do these things, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but I'm, I'm happy to answer all the questions as well. So keep yeah. at it. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. And... 
So when it comes to packaged data, though, I mm -hmm. guess if you have access to, like if you're in a team and you have access to a package that is in that team, you have access to any kind of package data, I guess, right? There's no restrictions there. Um, I'm not entirely sure what your question is. Um, so. Me neither. But, but, uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, so you can, you can, uh, so you can publish, you can definitely publish, you can, uh, you can install. Oh, yeah. So you can install those packages, right? That are in your team. Right. And you can, I guess you can, so everybody can, can also publish that Depends. is in your team. Okay. Right. It's, right. So, so let's say, for example, uh, Reactive Pod has two teams. Team A uh, has read write access to, um, to a package foo. But team B only has read access to that okay. same package. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, then if you're a member of team A, then of course you can you can you know publish as much as you like. But team B can only read, can only npm install. They cannot publish. Okay. Um, and so that's useful, right? Because sometimes you you want like let's say it's a, a contractor or something. You want to give them access to the packages to use the packages in the application that they're writing, but you don't necessarily want them to be updating it or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. So, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So because yeah. some teams might need to be able to install something to do their work, but right. but they're not allowed to publish to some of those packages. Okay. Correct. And when and when you log in, uh like is there restrictions like when you go on a page of a package and like there's like and you don't want maybe maybe the the uh the org super admin doesn't want people to read the readme or something like that or just install, <laughs> I guess that doesn't no. make any sense. Yeah. No, no, no. If you have <laughs> okay. access to the package, you can see the page. Yeah. If you don't have access to the package, you can't see the page. Right. Yeah, no. That would <laughs> do, that would that would go too far. That wouldn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah con congratulations. Thank you. On the launch. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it cool. was a lot of work, and we 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 pulled it off, and that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's still not done yet. There will always be more stuff to do. Right. Um, but it's it's nice to finally just have it out there, and now we can iteratively release. I mean, before we were like working on like a separate branch, and now everything's out there. And so when we deploy, we can just be like, all right, this is fixed, deploy to production. All right, this is fixed, deploy to production. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you yeah. basically have the foundation for for a lot of the work, and, and you can just yeah. you know, uh, push out little features and, 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 and corrections and stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, woo. Awesome. But anyway, how was your week, Khalil? Uh, my week so far was, uh, not, not very eventful. I mean, I, what, what was cool, uh, I, I made a little driver for CycleJS. Um, okay. other than that, I was just work at work and, and yesterday I, I didn't feel so good. So I stayed home. <clears throat> yeah. But nothing, nothing serious. So, so I saw good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but there's something going around yeah, in terms of like, I think know. so. Anyway. Yeah, here too. Yeah. yeah. So, but but uh, but that driver thing was was pretty interesting. So, because 
as I said before, I'm I'm pretty interested in uh, CycleJS as a framework, and um, and so it was, I saw this talk by the author, and I want I thought of I thought to myself I wanted to that I want to do something with it. I would like to try it out, and for what I had in mind, I wanted to have the ability to write to local storage in the browser, and um, and. If for CycleJS, for anything like that, if you want to write, um, if you want to um, write something out to the DOM or to console or to a local storage or to or um, you want to interface with anything, um, that's a so-called so side effect, and you need to you need to have a driver for that. It's just some sort of a plugin for that for the framework, so that you can um, that basically. Um, that kind of abstracts that away for you, and you can think in that, in, in the, uh, like you can think like how you're supposed to think in that framework, which is basically a cycle. You have, you have um, something. You have inputs from user and from other uh, sources, like a database or local storage, that are fed into your into your main um, function through observables, and then you create, you do something with that, and then you also, and you push observables out to the drivers and create side effects with that, and um, and yeah, so so that's why you need to have it abstracted out, and there is a bunch of drivers for different things for HTTP, for for the DOM, for um, for other stuff, and. Uh, and there was no official storage driver, so and I was looking, I was googling for a local storage driver, and um, there were some drivers by some people too. I think two implementations. That one mm-hmm. is a little simpler, one is a little bit more complicated, and um, but there was also an there was also an issue um, on cycle on the cycle JS repo that uh, by the author of cycle that he would like to have. He would like to implement a driver for local storage with a specific API. He had like a, it's a very simple draft for an API. I mean, it's a simple API. It's just like set item and you pass a key and the item that mm-hmm. you want to store. Mm-hmm. And you can remove and you can clear and you can read. <clears throat> and so basically I, I, um, I asked him, you know, if, if I can help with that. And he said, yeah, sure, would be a good, maybe a good entry to starting, you know, contributing to Cycle. So I, I took, uh, I took that and I, I kind of looked at the other drivers that, that he, he had made and, and copied a lot of, you know, like his NPM scripts and, and, um, uh, like the linting and, uh, <clears throat> just the, whole style of how he did thing testing and stuff like that just copied that over and started to uh to implement that driver and it was a really cool little exercise to do that because it was a, a very simple driver and that that driver covers session storage as well as local storage and um yeah so so that's that's basically done and uh and I basically delivered it and said hey look at this is this okay and then he said yeah cool looks good and integrated into uh their org actually which which was cool and um yeah so so that was that was pretty exciting and i think uh i i also want to i'm also looking into creating one for the hoodie uh store there cuz ho- the the hoodie people are currently working on on like a 1.0 version 
of hoodie, uh, which is, I'm sure, will come out soon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they have a whole new kind of storage API because they have this API that's just like hoodie.store. You know, set or uh, store something or readout or clear and stuff like that. So it's very similar to the local storage API, but it's a much bigger API and it's based on PouchDB. And PouchDB is, is, is basically the CouchDB API in the browser that kind of syncs to CouchDB because that's their, it's what they use underneath as well, the, the CouchDB um, database. And, um, yeah, so I'm, so I'm currently looking into that because actually what I would like to do, that little app that I want to make, uh, I would like to do it on top of Hoodie, actually. So so that's, okay. that's just, just like stuff I'm doing on the side and trying <laughs> some stuff out. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. For some reason, I'm really, I'm really uh, excited about this whole notion of streams and observe like building UI with observables. I find this very intriguing, and this whole cycle thing is a very nice way of kind of architecting something like that. So, yeah, there. Are, I guess I'll be talking about this some more in the next episodes as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Oh goodness. Um, let's see what else is going on. In the uh, in the interwebs this week, I'm trying to think. I've been so heads down the last few days. It's just like ah. Uh. I know. I mean, for me, it's uh, it's basically it's basically the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a lot was going on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's obviously you know the the socio political uh, state of things right now, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's, um, that's, that's pretty depressing. Oh, yeah. I, actually, that was going on. I guess that's why we can't yeah. think of anything. Yeah. No, yeah. Right now, it's just... Oh, goodness. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. No, uh, but I would be interested in how... Like, uh, how do you... Uh, what are you experiencing okay. over there? Is, like, everything kind of... Yeah. I mean, so... There's this really great Churchill quote that um, my husband reminded me of this morning, which is that uh, America will do the right thing after it's done every single other thing else. <laughs> right. And uh, which is which is a, a sad but astute uh, kind of observation in that we we're just really good at messing things up uh, until until we've we've tried everything realize that none, nothing works and then just do the right thing. Um, and so right now, just the whole situation about uh, the Syrian refugee crisis, there are, there are people who are actively trying to not have refugees uh, move into their, their towns and cities. And um, their argument is, well, what if one of them is a terrorist? And it's like, except that, we have terrorists living all over our country right now and you just don't want to acknowledge them because, you know, they're white Christian, very right wing young men. Mm. Um, and, uh, so anyway, uh, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad to be living here right now because there's just, it's just amazing how, how, angry people are about 
about the situation. And to me, it's a no brainer. It's like, oh my God, there's, there are people who are living on what is pretty much the equivalent of hell on earth. Um, and they need a place to stay. They, they need a place to go that isn't a, a camp that isn't a boat in the middle of the ocean. Um, they need, you know, it's, it's just like, I just think of myself, like, what if I was one of those people? I can't imagine being treated the way that we are currently treating these people. Mm -hmm. And it's just awful. Um, so it's just as simple as that to me. It's like, okay, there are a bunch of people who need a place to stay. Um, the U S is incredibly empty in the middle of the country. Like, yeah, the, the coasts are pretty full because that's where all of our major cities are. And, and major cities in general are pretty full, but Oh my God, Detroit is empty. (laughs) 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 I, I can guarantee you that there are a lot of places in Detroit that would love to have new businesses and people with money and jobs and, you know, kids to educate and, you know, just, like there are opportunities right here in our country. And I don't understand why we're not just opening the doors to people who need it. And like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an extremely logical person, but when somebody says, well, logically, if one person tends to is a, is a terrorist, then, you know, that could ruin the lives of all these other Americans. And it's like, um, except the likelihood of that person being a worst terrorist than or a worse terrorist than the people we already have here in our country is so low. The probability is so, so, so low. Um, <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I, I simply do not understand. I'm just like, come on over. I don't have any room in my house, but if I did, I would say, come on in. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anyway, yeah. I, what's yeah. it, what's it like in Germany? I Are mean, you having similar conversations, or is it? Well, we had, we just had much? this uh, this weird this crazy uh, event in Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Where over a hundred people were killed, and I mm-hmm. think it was mostly. I don't know if it was. I I must admit, I was I was really avoiding a lot of the coverage and what people are saying because because when. I I know that people were there were a few people that killed a lot of people in this concert hall or something like that and um yeah and immediately now there is all this people on the right of the political spectrum especially mm-hmm. that use that to uh to make their political point and to kind of also go against the refugees for instance like immediately mm-hmm. all the refugees are like terrorists or like potential yeah. terrorists and um and then also there's a lot of suddenly again a lot of i mean i don't know if it's here really that much but but just generally like comments like the stupidity the stupidity <laughs> just comes cr- crawling out and they mm-hmm. vomit all over facebook and the internet and stuff you know like people that 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 just say like that make also just make those connections and say um because of stuff you know 
stuff that ha happened in Paris, like we shouldn't let anybody in. Like that's basically yeah. that's basically like the narrative. Like that's the one of the even even by trying to avoid any of that bullshit. That's basically most that I've kind of seen and heard. Yeah. Like it's all about you know keep those keep those people out. They're gonna you know sh shoot everybody or whatever. Yeah. And then it then there's yeah, also the I, thing of uh, you know ISIS taking credit for it, but it's not really like I don't really know if it I just because they do that doesn't mean that it was really them because true. because they because that's true. good you know they they can tr just take credit for everything and that's good for mm -hmm. them because it serves the purpose of creating this this making them this almighty. A vic um, almighty like danger, uh, yeah, uh, uh, per thing and and just you know they can they can push fear all over the world and stuff. But who knows what mm -hmm. that was? You know who that was, and yeah. I, I have problems trusting media and politicians when it comes to. As you should. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to you know disseminating the information about that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's. I know it's 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 difficult and it's yeah it's 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 weird to have something like that happen so close. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, what's also weird is this obsession of the whole world or the whole Western world, at least, like um, proclaims that they stand with France and they all change their Facebook has this feature now where you can temporarily change your avatar and put like the French flag in it and stuff. Right. But at the same time, you know, something similar happened just, uh, just shortly ago, a few weeks ago, something in, I don't remember where it was, but it was in, in, in an Arabian or African country, I think. And oh yeah, there were and and there was nothing right, and nobody talked about it. Yes, nobody talks about it. Yeah, and I also heard that it, like a day after France went and bombed, you know, some country somewhere, in or went yeah, to, or, was it bombing in Syria? I think even and it was just like, uh, there was a there was a there was an issue in in Beirut um, in Lebanon, uh, and then there was a there was also um, a, a peace protest rally in Turkey. Okay. Um, where where some things happened, um, or not some things, a uh, hundred people died. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was the worst attack in in Turkey uh, in Turkish history, like recent history. Okay. Um, yeah, like the it's 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 kind of scary, and it's it's not so wonderful um, watching watching the media. I, I think I'm at this point right now where I don't really trust the media because I think the media is extremely slanted, and there isn't enough. Uh, checks and balances to tell the media, hey, you know, you got to cover everything. The media is very purposely only sharing certain bits of information. And we've known this for ages, but people don't want to remember that. Um, that said, I, I, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, okay, we should have flags not only for France, but also for Turkey and for Lebanon and, um, and, and et cetera. But at the same time, I mean, I think I think people should be allowed to mourn the way that they want to mourn. And if they, if they have closer ties to France, then by all means, whatever, it, whatever it is for you that helps you feel solidarity with uh, friends, family, people you don't even know in another country, then go for it. Um, 
But at the same time, I blame the media for not giving us all the information. Because I think, I want to think that if, if the media had talked about other situations around the world, I think we would all still feel for those situations. I don't mm. think we're that callous as a human race. Um, yeah. I do think that more people have more people in the Western world have more, have closer ties to, to Paris because maybe they've been there or they've, they've always wanted to go there or they have family there or whatever versus uh, Beirut. There, there just aren't as many people who have been to Beirut in the Western world as, as have been to Paris. Right. And so there's this, like you can't blame somebody for feeling more towards a place that they have a connection to over some place that they don't have a connection to. Yeah. That said, the media is supposed to be completely connection free and just tell the story as it is. Um, and they don't. And so the fact that they've kind of, I almost feel like I've been cheated by the media for not telling me about these other pieces, these other events that happen in the world. Um, but you know, yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like uh, I just in general when it when that stuff happens and there's um, a lot of different comments and discussions um, on social so, social media about this topic, mm-hmm. I tend to just withdraw from all of it because <clears throat> because I just see a lot of just assumptions that are being made mm-hmm. and stuff that is just believed you know, um, at uh, face value that comes from the media and stuff like that. And I just, this is so messy to me like this. This is really dangerous. And um, yeah, I think uh, stuff has to calm down and, and you have to look at, you have to try. Like if you, and then also like if you really want to help then and be effective in that, Mm -hmm. then that's a whole, that's, that's, Something completely different than actually yeah. talking about it on Facebook or discussing stuff with people on Facebook. And right. <clears throat> I think that is then, um, okay, now you have to figure out, okay, how can I help? Can I go to a, to an organization? Can I give clothes, money or whatever? You know, right. do I want to turn around my life maybe, you know, and not work for a company anymore, but just go and see how I can just you know, devote all my life to just helping people that, that are, have difficulties or, or come from war zones or like, I don't know, like that's the kind of stuff that makes, that's worth talking about, I guess. I don't know. Uh, It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, wow. It's really, it's, 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 it's kind of unreal, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's super, super unreal. I don't know how to, how to, you know, sift through it all. I kind of, I keep having this moment of, I wonder if this is what people felt like in the past, right? Because like there are moments where I just kind of feel like history is repeating itself, but we have the only da- the only thing is that we have more information now because of social media. Yeah, um, and it's just like. Here I am eating breakfast at my table <laughs> and reading the news and finding out like something happened like five minutes ago or something. And it's just like, what is going on? I can't even like there's there's also something to be said about people who have traveled and people who have not traveled. I think you will find that people who are a little bit more closed minded 
tend to have not traveled. I'm not saying that everybody. I'm just saying like there there seems to be a correlation mm-hmm. between people who have not traveled and have and are a bit more closed minded uh, versus people who have traveled and people who are more open minded. And I think especially like I've spent a lot of time traveling and I just empathize with everyone as a result because it's like oh, yeah, I've seen what that kind of world looks like or I've been there or I know what it's like to just sit on a train having no idea where you're going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's just fascinating to me that I'm, you know, in my house in California having breakfast and everything is fine, except it's not fine for somebody else. And I can't even imagine for a second what their life must be like right now. And I just, I do that weird thing where I just like, I try to like time travel or, you know, space travel. That's why I'm on my, that's why I'm on my spaceship actually. Although it's not really humming anymore anymore, is it? No, actually. No, we parked. Yeah, you landed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, yeah, Mm. the, the world is, it's an interesting, we're in an interesting time. Uh, and I think, I think we all have, we all have things that we can do to make it better. We don't have to do all of them. We just have to pick one and do it and do it really well. And if everybody picks the one thing that they really want to do, I have every single bit of confidence that we will actually make a better, a better place to live. Um, so, so on that note, (laughs) totally agree. That's a, (laughs) oh goodness yeah so i think we're almost time to wrap up um what i think so we have some new people in the channel don't we i think we do but i think i didn't write them down so oh no look (laughs) let's have a quick look go 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 go. um unfortunately slack does not let you look up uh hello Uh, to arnamelk Exactly. Arne Melk yes. is, is a new one. And uh, let's see. Currently scrolling through the Slack channel right yeah. now for all the listeners Scroll who are right. like, what are they doing? They're just really <laughs> quiet all of a sudden. Uh, let's see. Hey, I think, I think Megas, yeah, uh, might, might be new. I think that... Uh, uh, we already said hello to Alessia. Yeah, okay, wait. Yes, Let's did. see. Um, I'm just scrolling down to like a week ago when we last had her. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> strategy. Yeah. Oh, and, and Q Wales one. Do we have? Oh, else? right, right, and yeah, I think that's it. I think there's that was, just, yeah, three is also, it's actually a lot of new people. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, keep, keep coming. We're having some really fun conversations in here. Like, um, I learned about that really awesome Gajif app. That was fantastic. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that. The GIF so. keyboard? Are you using it? Yes. Cool. Yes, I am. I mean, not, not as much as I would like to, but it, it will, I, I will be doing more. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, I, every time uh, 
uh, Kit Kane's. I think she's always she has this ritual where every day, almost every day, she's like "Hello, everyone" or "Good morning" or something like that. Yeah. And and I just uh, every time when I see it, I I answer with a with a gift from the gift keyboard and trying to find <laughs> a cool new new one. I think last time I even found a, a, a wom- wombat. A wombat again. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and there was actually this uh, also this crazy. Did you see that gif of the animated wombat that that poops kids? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't believe that there's even a, a gif for that. It's crazy. I mean, because it's so weird. It's so <laughs> it weird. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, another fun wombat fact. Um, th- since, since wombats, uh, like, they don't really have, like, uh, a defense strategy necessarily Uh Uh, so what they do is when they're being hunted by a predator or something they will run into a into like a a burrow into a hole and their their butt is really hard it's like really really solid hard bone so like when when somebody tries to like bite them they bite into what is essentially hard rock and they're like i can't get into this (laughs) interesting and then they leave because it's like, well, I can't get anything tasty out of here, so forget it. <laughs> but that, uh, but I think we are on the trail of why they're pooping cubes because they must really? they, well because if they have like a like their butt is basically bone, <laughs> then it must be like pushed through like bone that, is, <laughs> that has this that has like an like an opening that has that is like cube like or what I don't know. But I don't know. must have something to do with that. But uh, lots of interesting facts around their butts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five. I don't know if you knew this. Sorry? I'm five. I'm, I'm five. Yeah. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why, aren't, you know, the aren't butt we all? makes me. Yeah, the word butt makes me giggle um, because I'm a five-year-old. Anyway, um, cool. Any latest reviews? Uh, oh. Let me check. Uh, I have to Fido it up. It is so fun, by the way, watching uh, folks kind of getting into the Fido and and uh, the projects channel on the on the Slack is so fun because people are just like, mm-hmm. oh wow, I'm learning how to use ES6 and da 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 da. Yeah. Speaking of which, I finally touched ES6 the other day. I haven't written any. Oh, but okay, yeah. Some. It was really fun, and I was like, I was like, oh no, oh no, there are like. <laughs> arrows and stuff i don't understand what am i doing ah but uh because i was reviewing a pull request oh okay and uh, one of our one of one of my teammates is uh he's part of node core and so i think he's just been like he's been into es6 for like months now mm-hmm. and he like i i he there was nobody to review his pull request so i was like i'll review your pull request <laughs> and i looked at it and i was like oh god it's es6 what do i do <laughs> sorry es 2015 uh, yeah. uh, and uh, but it was it was actually surprisingly readable. I was I was really impressed because I was scared that I just wouldn't even because I don't know what all the new features are. I just know that it looks different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, am I going to be able to figure this out? And what's cool is that because like if you have been using especially Node, if you've been using Node for a while, ES6 is it. It's almost like it's almost like if you're if you're hanging around in in Spain and then you go to Portugal, 
Like, it's not the same language, but it's close enough that you can read it, even if you can't speak it. Um, and it's the same thing here. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to write ES6, but I can totally read this, and I know exactly what's going on. Um, and, and like, so, like, it's kind of like a weird promises-y, callback-y thing. And like, it's, it was neat. I don't have the words because I haven't figured out all the vocabulary around ES6 yet, but mm-hmm. I was really impressed with how how easy it was for me to to read his pull request and be able to catch random bugs or not catch random bugs bugs and and that was cool cool so yeah, yeah cool but you should definitely get uh, into it and it there is there's basically like the coolest thing or one of the coolest things about ES6 is that you have a little you have like uh you know like error functions and you have the scoping of uh, let and const and stuff like just little things they're like five little things that have visually might have a big impact but are not you know really changing a lot you mm-hmm. know you know but but it's um it just makes it a little bit more readable and a little bit nicer and uh yeah, yeah. i definitely would encourage you to to, d- to dive in a little deeper. Sure. We'll see. I'm really busy. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Well, uh, you got to manage projects and fly a spaceship. So I understand. Yeah. And, and code, you know, I, I do it yeah. all. I do it all. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So let's, uh, I guess we should just kind of wrap up a bit. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on the Twitters. I'm a uh, rock bot on, on Twitters, but definitely come hang out on the Slack channel. You can also uh, chat with us totally, all of us, uh, via the Reactive Pod Twitter. Um, it's just at Reactive Pod. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we release these things once a week. And Reactive Pod is the best way to know when the next one has been released. Or come hang out in our Slack channel because we also announce it as soon as we release it, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. So. And I'm Khalil Tweets on Twitter. And I uh, still like the Twitter handle, by the way. Nice, yeah. excellent. <laughs> yeah. and uh, and uh, we have H Gladergrotz who on Twitter, who is uh, not here today, unfortunately, but he's also always available on Twitter. And uh, uh, yeah, um, I didn't. Fido didn't. I something's wrong. I couldn't get it to work, so I don't know uh, if we have uh, new reviews. But we're always. Uh, I will check later on. Also, we're gonna link up all the orgs stuff and the docs and everything uh, to you know, paternity to, to to orgs and everything. So you, so you can check it out uh, in the show notes. And um, we're always happy about new reviews. Would be great. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And um, I think that's it for today. Yeah. And uh, oh, our, our URL is. Uh reactive.audio that's right so if you want to see the show notes um or listen online or whatever please do so all right friends this was a this was a fun and slightly depressing conversation today (laughs) (laughs) hopefully not next week next week hopefully we'll have henning back and to cheer uh, us all up Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. All right. Fun. Bye bye.